my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. So first of all, as always, I'm sending y'all blessing and love and prosperity and joy on your good day today. If you are here in this world, it is a good day. I'm so happy that you're here with us with another opportunity to make today different than the day before and to plant seeds for a better tomorrow. You are always, always, always exactly where you're supposed to be, even if it's a little bit hard. I really encourage you to find the blessings and the gratitude that you can today. And if things are wonderful, I want you to fully embrace it and celebrate it and shine. Don't don't worry that you may shine too much and make me other may make other people feel bad. People who love you are going to be happy for you. So you go and you brag and you talk about the good things that are happening to you and really relish in them cuz today are the good old days, right? I, I heard was it that one of those viral TikTok sounds is like I wish somebody could tell us when the good good old days are so that we can fully enjoy them. And sis, I, I bet many you're in, you're in the good old days for yourself. And so I want you to fully, fully live it up. Embrace it. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coastal Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coastal Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coastal Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costa Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit CoastofMaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 
I was talking with one of my good friends and I love her so much. And one of the things that we both have in common um, that we bond on <laughs> is our ability to be very self-aware, but we also have the ability to overthink and overthink ourselves out of being really happy about things. And there was one point she was telling me all these really great things. And I'm like, girl, this is good. This is good. And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we have to train ourselves to be happy. We have to train ourselves that it's okay for us to see the good side of things. And we don't always have to look for the bad side. So if that hits you, please receive that. And please lead with the good without the buts, without but, without the, well, but this can still happen and trying to keep yourself neutral and balanced. No, no. Rest in this, rest in the blessings, rest in the joy, rest in the love. So with that said, today's episode, today's episode, I don't know what I'm titling it yet, um, but I'm pulling from the most recent text I sent, sent to our text message list again. <laughs> and and the most recent text, for those who don't know, I have a free inspiration um, line, which I'll share the phone number at the end. It's also in the show notes, but I don't want to lose uh, track of my thought. But most recently, I sent a text to the list saying that even though I teach, and this is a paraphrase, but even though I teach about opening up a lot, I'm, I'm constantly talking about the need for us to open up and to trust and to allow people in. There's also the truth that not everybody needs to know your business. There's also the truth that not everybody is your friend and not everybody has good out for you. Um, there is truth that sometimes you want to be closer to other people than they want to be closer to you. And one of the things that we can do as love addicts or people with poor boundaries or codependence is we can incorrectly or inaccurately assess what a situation is or what a person's intentions are until we continue to do that healing work on our boundaries and our own discernment and our intuition on how to accurately measure if a person is healthy for us or not. And if we tend to lean more towards those love addicted stances or codependence, we will use our vulnerability as currency. We'll use our heart, we'll use our emotions, we'll use our deepest, darkest secrets, we'll use our trauma, we'll use our bodies, we'll use our sex, we'll use our heart as currency to try to get someone to buy in to love us. And who we are and what we have and what we possess and the value and worth and, and beauty of our bodies and our hearts and our minds and our souls is, is priceless. And as much as I really teach and I really encourage, because I will say it's, I mean, it's probably about 50-50, right? Between um, the amount of times that a message will hit somebody that they actually need to learn how to let their walls down. But then the other half of the time, it's when you let people in, you let the wrong people in. So I want to give some balance to this today and and talk about how you do need to be discerning. So I already talked about the different levels of intimacy and trust in episode 25, which is titled False Intimacy. I'm pretty sure it's 25. If it's not 25, it's uh, episode 26. But in that episode, I talk about um, the five levels of intimacy and trust. And you can go ahead and listen to that as a recap 
um, go ahead and scroll and find it. And if for some reason on your podcast player, sometimes people tell me this happens, but if on your podcast player, it doesn't pull up, you can go to our website and just type in blackgirlsheal.org slash 25, and it should take you directly to the podcast episode. And that's the shortcut for all of our podcasts. So that's, um, we have that shortcut for all of our podcast episodes so that they're easy to find. But anyways, I talk about how when we meet people and we let people in and we're getting to know them, that there's different levels of intimacy that we grow into. This is really helpful because for some of us, we only have either zero to a hundred. We don't really, what part of our healing journey and the balance that we're learning how to do is balancing either I don't talk to anybody and nobody knows what's going on or I have to have instant kismet with you from the first moment. I have to be best friends from you with you and we have to instantly click. Otherwise, I have no interest in getting to know you and going to brunch with you. If I start dating you, I need to fall in love with you at first sight and have all this intensity and passion, which most likely is your trauma bonds. If you haven't been working on this and you're confusing it with love and chemistry when really it's just your trauma matches their trauma and that's something that subconsciously y'all might be connecting on, right? And so it's either a zero to a hundred with you and you don't really know how to do the in-between. You don't know how to do the gradual slow build. You don't know how to rest into relationships. You don't know how to grow and to mature into relationships. You don't know how to deal with the, the downs along with the ups, right? That's why when it's not 100% perfect and things aren't going well or y'all have a fight and a disagreement, if you're not withholding it and holding it in until the grudge gives way, then you just cut the person off and you just say, well, it's not my problem, it's their problem. Or, you know, they know where to find me. Or when they try to talk to you about it, you're not open to listening to it, right? You're not open to taking the phone call. You're not open to trying to figure out where the miscommunication came in at. And so you go through life with relationships that either are in the state of either crashing and burning or at the top of the of the roller coaster. And those are your two peaks and, and not really much in between. And that's a really stressful place to live. And it makes sense why it could be hard to build healthy relationships or to know what to expect when you're constantly kind of on the defense, either you're on the offensive where you are trying to keep a relationship happy and whole and super fun and staying connected to that friend and trying to make sure you don't get on her nerves or trying to make sure that y'all are spending time together or what, however your, your defense mechanisms show up or you're in relationships that again, that are uh, crashing and burning or um, that you're also trying to figure out how to keep it, keep it happy. So Here's what I want to normalize. I want to normalize that two things could be true at the same time. It is very true that us going through life on the defensive, making people, making it really, really hard for people to get to know us in general is not a healthy state of being, right? People should not have to have picks and axes to try to break down walls to get to know you. And at the same time, giving people the deepest level of your intimacy and trust upon first meet is also not very discerning as well. So what do I mean by that? Because I recently heard, um, I was listening to The Breakfast Club. Who's, I think she was talking to Issa Rae. 
yeah, she was talking to Issa Rae. Angela Yee was talking to Issa Rae, and she was saying how the way that she operates in relationships, and this, I really, I actually really like this about her, um, or like what she said about this. So she said that she offers trust to people until they give her a reason to, um, to pull it back. But the reason why I like that and the reason why that's different than what I'm describing right now is because what I make up, the, the spaces that I fill into that is that the amount of trust that she's offering is kindness, is goodness, that part of being open, y'all, is being interested in the other person, being interested to hear their story, being interested to make time out of your schedule to actually go out and hang out with them when there's nothing in it for you. Um, to consider what's important to them before or in addition to considering what's important to you and offering that spirit of generosity and openness. Like that, that is also a part of trust. It becomes self-abandonment and not trust and goes into codependence where you put yourself in danger and you start to dr get drained emotionally, physically, spiritually, sexually, financially, because of you trying to be available for other people now you're saying yes during times that are not healthy for you to say yes. You are offering times um, um, that and, and favors taking care of other people when you should be taking care of yourself. You're begrudgingly doing things because you want to be liked or you're afraid that you're going to hurt somebody's feelings or they're going to get mad at you. And that's where the self-abandonment comes in at. So your magic line as you build relationships is going to be towing the balance of those two truths. That I'm important and I'm worthy of being loved and protected and nurtured and cared for, and so is this other person. Sometimes the way that our defense mechanisms and our trauma manifest to make sure that we are taken advantage of is that when we enter relationships, we're only able to hold space that I am important and I'm worthy to be loved. And the way that we make sure that we're not taken advantage of is to see that person as less. In other words, we have been trained, especially those of us who are parentified and codependent as little girls, there's, there's no way in our brain logically to understand that if I see my girlfriends as fully loved and special, that I could really tell them no and still be prioritizing myself because if I tell them no, that, that's mean. That means I'm betraying them. That means that I am telling them they're not important and they're not worthy. Because I learned that for me to love other people means to deny myself, right? We, we don't really have healthy examples. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. 
Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Of love and self-love that shows that by me fully honoring me and loving me, it actually makes more space for other people. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. So for example, once you're at a place where you fully know you and you love you and you accept you, you accept all of your flaws and you accept all of your strengths and you don't have to downplay your strengths to try to make somebody else feel better. Like you fully can walk in that confidence of shining, right? Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, you can fully let yourself glow in all of the ways that just make you unique and valuable in the world that you see these as assets, right? You see these as assets and not things that you necessarily use to lord over people because that is a part of ego, right? Like if I'm an artist, it's ego when I cannot be one of many talented artists in the room that I have to find a way to prove that I'm the best artist, right? So maybe there's other talented artists in the room, but I'm the best one at oil. So now I can relax and I feel better versus the other people who may be better at, um, you know, line drawings or, um, paint. Obviously I'm not, obviously I'm not an artist because I'm not using the right terms. I'm sorry to my artist sisters out there, but you get what I'm saying? Like I can see and fully own all of my amazingness and it only makes space for other people's amazingness and we can all shine and we can all grow together. I think that is a very aspirational place that many of us get to and it's okay if you're on the journey there. It's okay if that's where you want to be in heart, but you're still doing some unlearning and some healing where um, that insecurity does not make space. But I can be all that I am, and I can also see the places that I need to grow. I can also see the places that um, need a little bit of help and support, that need a little bit of grace. But I'm not 
caught in, I cannot be good enough until this is perfect, right? I cannot be good enough until there's, I have enough good in my life to, or good qualities to overcompensate for the lower ones. That I don't walk into a space where I'm getting to know people and I'm in my head because I'm trying to hide this, this part of me because we only hide things that we haven't fully accepted, y'all. We only hide things that we're ashamed of. And when I'm able to fully accept and fully love all of me, then I can actually show up for myself and I can be present for other people. And I don't have all this junk in my head that's filled with the comparison and like trying to measure, measure myself against them or trying to measure myself against this imaginary scale that I think that they have that this person has is not even worried about me. <laughs> like people go through this world really, really just focus on themselves and it can be very egotistical, which is a learned response, y'all. It Well, it's actually human nature, but we can play into it more as a learned response when we have to go through life being very hypervigilant and figuring out, well, what do people think about us? Is this a threat response? You know, especially those of us who are in professional fields like, like corporate spaces, where it's very much a game atmosphere, right? It's very much learning to game and figure out the, the chess moves and figure out how to move up, but we don't know how to turn that off in our personal lives, right? All of these things that we've learned and how to navigate relationships have been helpful for us for in many spaces and may still be helpful for us, but we can't use them everywhere. We can't use this, um, continue on with the corporate um, example, you know, maybe this bullish, very aggressive way of operating relationships helps you in the boardroom. But when we look at the softer places of friendship, of family, of romance, of self-love, you aggressively having a to-do list to make yourself better, it doesn't work. What you find is that you never reach that mountain peak. And I know I'm talking to somebody who has a stack of self-help books and is wondering when at the, bo at the bottom of which one of these piles am I going to feel better. You're going to feel better once you're able to get present and focus and learn to love and honor you for where you are right now. Right now, where you are today at this moment, this minute that you're listening to this, with all the mistakes you just made, with the fucked up text you just sent, with the insecurities you have, with the way that it's hard for you to get out of bed, with the fight you just picked with your girlfriend, with whatever it is that's happening for you, um, with your big, beautiful hair, with your big, beautiful smile, with, you know, your booty that don't quit, like you, you fully embracing and honoring all of that today. That's, that's where the magic is, love. That is where the magic is. And when you're able to do that, you can see the specialness and love in other people as well. But whew, that was a tangent <laughs> in self-love, but getting back, bring, bringing it all back to to being worthy of the intimacy with, with that specialness that you have. And let me tell you the other reason why, or the reason why I was like, let me do a spinoff on this episode. Um, in my main coaching program from avoidant to available or from addicted and avoidant to available, I'm changing a name because I got too many women who are love addicts saying, but I'm not love avoidant. I'm more love addicted. Can I still join? Can I still work with you? And I'm like, yes, yes. I'm officially changing the name, but A2A. In my coaching program, I have women who are dating and we're, they're learning how to date in respect of 
their um, their intimacy disorders. Like, so whether or not they are fully love addicted or love avoidant or a mixture in between, you know, learning how to show up as themselves and be clear with what they want and their boundaries and their self-love here. And one of the things that I'm noticing that happens from the beginning is this this um, confusion on what does it mean to actually get to know somebody in a slow way. Because there's usually two modes that women operate out of when it comes to this, when they're, they're active and they're addictive personality so or addictive patterns. So either it's, like I said, balls to the wall, um, zero to 100, you're in love. And um, even if you don't say it out loud, but you're making allowances and compromises for this person because you met them, you hit it off after a couple messages online, or you had a great first or second date, and this person is your husband, but really this person is still a stranger. And you do not know how to pace and go slow. Or the other extreme is you have a lot of emotional distance and detachment. And so what that can look like is you're in interview style and you're not really getting to know the person as a person, or you are doing this aloof game, which on one hand is very healthy, especially if you are a woman who dates men. Um, and I think it's, I think that's um, having some, some space for attachment and kind of like, um, Cat and mouse is the best word that I have right now, but that is a healthy way so that you're not fully losing yourself because that can be smothering and overwhelming. But to the point where this person doesn't know if you like them or not, where you literally are not giving any kind of positive reinforcement or engagement with this person, and then you're wondering why it tapers off because you're not actually showing up vulnerably. You're not showing up as yourself. And so this person doesn't have anything to attach to. And so one of the things that I'm trying to teach my, my, or not that I'm not trying, that I'm teaching my students is learning how to be in that middle place, learning how to grow, how to grow with your um, connection with people and not having to need that immediate buy-in and reward, that high, right? Because so many of us are addicted to that high, addicted to that immediate serotonin and dopamine boost that's like telling us that we're in love. And when we continue to chase that high, we continue to, to fiend for it and we will compromise and sacrifice ourselves just to get close to it. When really in these types of relationships, these trauma bonded relationships, these addictive relationships, that that initial high is based on fantasy and you can never really get it again because you've you've connected to someone who wasn't available for you in the first place, right? It's different when you are attached to someone who's healthy and available and connected to you and pursues you and actually shows up for you, then yeah, that's that's a, that's the good stuff. That's the stuff that grows. But when we are addicted to, you know, fuck boys in suits or um, the fantasy of how we want things to be, or we're addicted to um, going off and being by ourselves because at least it's, it's safer, um, we don't really get what we want. So in building that intimacy, y'all, and in growing intimacy, we have to learn how to gradually let people into different levels instead of starting with level five, you know, the deepest level, and um, also not keeping people in level zero or one forever and ever until they start to lose interest, okay? 
So that is today's episode of how not everybody is entitled to your deepest intimacy levels. And again, I have no idea what I'm going to call this. So (laughs) title to be announced, which you will see at the time that you're listening to this. But if you want to know more about those five levels, you can listen to episode 25 and you can go there by either scrolling in your podcast player or going to blackgirlsheal.org slash 25. And I think this episode is available on Alexa. So you might even be able to tell Alexa to play the Black Girls Heal podcast, um, False Intimacy, episode 25. See, see how that works. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see if that's the new magic trick. And if it's not 25, it's 26. And of course, I know my ladies on YouTube who watch this on YouTube and hard subscribes, you'll automatically have that list there as well. So that's it for today's episode. If you would like to join our text message list and get access to these thoughts and my updates and special announcements and things that come in and that we are releasing, you can join us by sending the word podcast to the phone number 832-219-7815. And if you think you're on the list, but you haven't gotten any texts in the last couple of days, then you're not on the list. So go ahead and uh, text us at that number to join us and get the 411. Today, I'm actually going to be sending out previews of our sticker sheets. Um, For those of you who don't know, we launched a sister company, The Love Woman Co. with um, planners that are actually really helpful in determining uh, who are your healthy relationships and finding balance in those four domains. But anyways, uh, we are launching sticker sheets that are representative of all women. So we have ones for our Christian ladies, for our Muslim ladies, for our spiritual ladies, for our Afro-Latina ladies, for our Black um, black identifying ladies, to our, um, what are the other types of sticker sheets we have? We got stuff, we got stickers for budgeting. So if you are a planner girl, uh, we got you covered. So I'm sending all of my ladies a preview to that today, uh, right after I send this. So right after I finish recording this. So the text list is full of lots of great things. So join our little family there. And if you also want more information about working together, feel free to message me there as well. And we'll get you the details you need. So that's it for now. I hope you have a wonderful week and a wonderful weekend. If you're listening to this then, and I'm sending you love. As always, take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.